And it really paints this stuff in a bad light because when you have that kind of flexibility on one hand to influence the information that ultimately you're trying to gather and make business decisions on, you want to be 100% confident in that. And when you go with a let's say just a non-open source system or technology, while it is more expensive, you're also getting all of those use cases, hundreds, if not thousands of use cases. Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. The open source systems could be as expensive as their commercial peers once you account for all the costs associated with deploying software. Also, not all open source software is created equal. Some have great governance processes in their communities while others struggle to enforce controls, causing issues during upgrades. The open source systems are also more suitable for companies that have internal development expertise or have access to developers for free, like nonprofits or universities. But just because developers might be available, you might still need business consultants who can help you re-engineer your processes. So where does ERP Next fit in the ERP value chain? In today's episode, we invited a panel of industry experts for a live discussion on LinkedIn to conduct an independent review of ERP Next's capabilities. We covered many grounds, including the differences between Odoo and ERP Next. Finally, we discussed the specific nuances of ERP Next, such as their approach for open source, the size of their community, and their unique capabilities for the service-centric verticals. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. And if you are joining for the first time, this is part of our industry for which we meet every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We review one vendor or the solution from the ERP community. And today we have one of the poster child of the open source community. It's called ERP Next. So we are going to have a lot of fun discussing that. Before we do that, we are going to start with everybody's intros. I am going to start with my intro. If you don't know me, I'm Gupta, principal at Elevate IQ. Elevate IQ is the independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm. On that note, I am going to move to Dave for his intro. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Hey, everybody. My name is Dave Chrysler, and I own an operations consulting business working with leaders in the manufacturing and distribution spaces, helping them to uh, increase operational efficiency, optimize business processes, and uh, come to you with more than 20 years uh, of various operational leadership roles and uh, included some ERP implementations throughout the years. And uh, excited to be here with you, Sam. Thanks. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Dave. And I don't know how we are going to survive today because we don't have Andy. Uh, <laughs> well, the looks of the panel have, have certainly diminished, Sam. <laughs> exactly, exactly. In any case, if you're in the audience and joining for the first time, make sure you guys post your questions and comments. We typically try to cover them during the show. If you're in our time, we'll make sure that you uh, your answers. On that note, Dave, I am going to provide quick commentary on this solution where they sort of fit in the value chain. And then if you have any sort of experience observations, then you can share your uh, commentary as well. So ERP Next, you know, obviously these guys are very well highlighted in the market. No question there. Okay. And any of the open source platforms, they probably seem to be really good in marketing their um, offering for some reason. 
I don't know whether this is really the community effect or marketing or whatever, but people who are in the ERP sort of ecosystem, if they have explored any of the solutions, ERP Next is probably going to be on their list in general. The closest comparison for ERP Next is going to be Odoo. And obviously, Odoo is very well highlighted in general, the way Odoo is positioned in the market. I will share my thought process in terms of where I stand on my position with these open source solutions in general, in my mind, open source is always the marketing high. Okay, open source, sure. I mean, see, yes, there are some benefits of open source. The source is going to be open, obviously. In that also, there are always going to be layers. For example, I think these guys have coined one more term called open core versus open source. Can you believe this? Okay. Well, that's that's a new one. <laughs> no, I know. I know. And by the way, we see this is coming from these guys because they are saying, you know what? Odoo is not necessarily open source. They are open core. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what is open core now? Um, so basically the way they are differentiating and, and they are probably right as well. Okay, The way Odoo was positioned in the market, the way they started, they started claiming that they were open source, but as such, the finance accounting was never open. Okay, so that was the strategy that they have taken. I actually agree with their strategy. Okay, finance accounting is not open. <laughs> okay, CRM, great, do whatever you want, but you know, finance accounting. So I actually like Odoo's strategy. In the case of ERP Next, everything is open, it's out there. <laughs> Okay, anybody can reverse engineer the way they like. So obviously, that's the challenge overall with open source. That's number one. I mean, see, it, the source is open. Obviously, it does help from the licensing perspective because you are not paying for the licensing. But when you are going to look for any of the SaaS subscription, the the the, the price of the code is not as much. Okay, it is everything else. Okay, it is going to be your deployment. It's going to be upgrade, support, maintenance. So when they say open source is free, <laughs> necessarily free. Okay, the only thing which is free is the hype, I guess, which is going to be marketing hype. Sure, I mean you are not paying as much for licensing. If you are hosting on your own data center, you are doing upgrade support, you know, managing on your own. Then you are probably going to get it for free. But then you are running into a lot of risk. You are spending a lot of internal time. Now, you have the IT department of 50 people who specialize in security, cybersecurity, cloud deployment, development, supply chain, finance, manufacturing. If you have all of that, great. <laughs> but most SMB companies, they don't have all of that. Uh, and that's where I still feel that open source is a marketing hype. There may be a play for some of the open source technology, but make sure you are computing your overarching cost. Don't ignore any of the cost element, uh, regardless of the platform that you're using. And we are going to talk about ERP Next specifically, where they spend, there are significant challenges overall in the way their open source platform is positioned. But obviously, these guys are going to be one of the two highlighted ones in the open source community. So, Dave, I'm actually going to stop there. I don't know if you're going to have any sort of comments, questions, any thoughts that you might be able to share. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I certainly uh, agree with you uh, on a lot of uh, what you just laid out there. You know, the one thought that jumped into my mind and, and you kind of already covered it, but it, you know, from my standpoint, it's so important to reiterate. And, and that's that, you know, <laughs> it's free at what cost? right? <laughs> because, you know, if you don't have the, the resources to maintain it and you don't have the resources to, you know, properly deploy it, it's it's sure it's free but at what cost and you know the other part which really people should consider is the financial when we compare this to to Odoo like you said you know having the ability to have an impact on on how those financial transactions are written that uh, I agree 100% is something that you should not be excited about uh when it comes to a a solution to run your business uh like this and and unfortunately I, I, the other thing I would add to this is I, I think that it paints 
this technology in general in, in kind of a negative light because you know the the kind of firepower from an operating standpoint and, and you know you're kind of talking to somebody that did this every day for years and years and relied on this data and relied on you know ERP systems to to aggregate that data and deliver me this information to make decisions when it came to proper planning execution uh, that, that's kind of the only thing I could say is that it really paints this stuff in a bad light because when you have that kind of flexibility on one hand to influence the information that ultimately you're trying to gather and make uh, business decisions on you want to be a hundred percent confident in that and when you go with a let's say just a non-open source system uh, or technology you're also getting while it is more expensive you're also getting all of those use cases hundreds if not you know, thousands of use cases and those are the business processes that you want to rely on behind the scenes to help you from a, a an operating standpoint and make wise make wise decisions when it comes to this stuff so completely agree with where you're at with interesting to uh, to go through this today yeah could not agree more i think you have such a great point there overall in terms of the business strategy and people sort of underestimate how important that is going to be overall in their mind it's always going to be as long as you have the code i'm going to be good okay but the two layers that are equally important and they are probably going to be slightly missing with open source number one the quality of documentation and number two is going to be the quality of the business process in general if you look at the odoo ecosystem or erp next ecosystem you don't really have the seasoned consultants practicing in those spaces so you are going to miss that so yes you are going to have developers but developers are simply going to code and they are simply going to assume that you sort of know you have written the spec and the best way to think about the spec is going to be hey if you have the ikea instruction sheet written somewhere then anybody can assemble okay <laughs> but creating that sheet is a rocket science in general and that's what is the hardest part in the erp community and that's where i think the commercial packages add a lot of value and again even commercial packages are going to struggle because you have so many different micro verticals so many different industries you can only do so much from the product perspective and that's why the consultants are super handy but that consulting piece is always going to be the most critical with any erp implementation i don't know dave if you are going to have any sort of other follow up comments there or if you want me to start on the slides yeah I, i think we could get into the slides i mean i i would really just reiterate what you what you've already laid out and i think we'll we'll get into some additional information here i mean you know the one question that you know kind of jumps to mind is you know who ultimately is the target for this because to your point earlier who you would anticipate right somebody in that SMB space they're not going to have the the you know the layered infrastructure from an IT standpoint J- just from just from kind of high level IT not even a, a you know kind of application development standpoint for sure internally right so it's always interesting to kind of think about um you know who who is the real target with this and you know how how do they end up being successful uh in the long term does this end up being kind of a stopgap um you know before they recognize that hey we need to go with something more commercially you know uh kind of uh accepted in the marketplace so uh, i'm actually going to answer that question and then if you have any other follow up commentary yeah. then then uh, you can you can follow up with that So in most cases I think the reason why these companies are really successful and they are so well commercialized in general is because their target is going to be two agencies number one is going to be either the development centric agencies or the companies that are very technically heavy uh, that's number one and number two is going to be internal it okay and the reason for that is because it is trying to communicate you know what this is in this particular case i mean the code is going to be open uh, you know we are not going to have any sort of problems we can resolve any sort of defects that you are going to get uh, so from their perspective if you really think about it uh it's it's a gold mine and that's why they really like the whole idea but if you really think from the it's perspective it is not going to have as much business expertise okay and business does not have as much expertise 
in documenting those requirements. And that's where the real gap is. And even IT, I mean, they are not consulting on a daily basis. So it's extremely hard for them. And that's where the wires get crossed. And that's why you have so many failure rate, uh, you know, with open source, just because that the whole consulting piece is missing. Uh, so in general, their target is going to be the development agencies as well as the IT. And by the way, Dave, if I were completely selfish, completely mean, to be honest, okay, I would appreciate this platform because I can pitch. I can pitch that. You know what? I can take care of everything for you. Okay. You as SMB, you don't have to worry about anything. You are not paying for the license. The only fee you are paying is to me and we can take care of your entire IT. So if I were completely mean, then I would actually appreciate this platform. But that's not good for the customer. That's not good for the business. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that I think that's the exact point because when you think through that scenario, which may sound attractive to many, many people, when you think through the rest of that, what happens when there's turnover within that agency? What happens when there's, you know, some sort of unforeseen change? And then you talk about we touched on it earlier, but you talk about then the maintenance costs that are associated with coming in after the fact, you know, if you've had if you have to replace that agency, let's say, uh, you know, with somebody new and then them going through and saying, well, you know, the way that this was uh, the way that this is working behind the scenes isn't the way it should be. So I've got to go ahead and redo all of these different things. And you're just talking about, you know, that continued maintenance cost that ends up being, you know, ridiculously out of control. Exactly. And I am going to make one more point there. And then, you know, you can offer your follow up commentary. I don't know where that break even points, to be honest. Okay, when I look at the licensing cost of some of these enterprise platforms, obviously, it's humongous. And that's why, you know, some of the customers, they are like, okay, I'm going to pay $200,000 per year in the license on public cloud. And then I have something here for free. Maybe I'm going to pay 40000 or whatever for the deployment. Then they are not necessarily considering the, the support cost. So obviously, even when I compare this, sometimes I struggle, okay? 200000 or this one, okay? But in this particular case, I guess when you are looking at open source platform, then your consulting cost in general is going to be higher. If you are going to take this on your own, you won't be successful, okay? And we have seen challenges where companies are not even able to go live or the platform is going to be so bloated that you will not get the business results. So that's where the consulting expertise comes in. If you can hire a consulting firm and then selecting the open source platform, they can guide you in terms of how to manage the expectation. Don't over-engineer, don't over-bloat, then there could be a business. I don't know. I mean, that I, I'm not too sure about the break-even point, but there has to be some sort of break-even point in between that. But I mean, I'm always more conservative in general. So I like the commercial packages a lot more than the open source, to be honest. But Dave, I mean, if you have anything there, no? Yeah, I, I think we could kind of continue to go down this path, but I think we should get to some slides. Okay, amazing. So we have one comment. Let's uh, cover that, and then um, we can uh, we can discuss the slides. So here, Anders is saying, by the way, Anders Green, A-N-D-E-R-S-E-R-E-N, follow him, amazing guy. We open source, there is a shiny magic allure to the idea of Oh, I can read the code, but it sure seems like people don't even read the documentation exactly. And by the way, when you are looking at the accounting documentation, to be honest, I have been doing this for 20 years. Even reading some of these training documents of these ERP systems could be very cryptic. They don't make any sense whatsoever. So I don't know how you are going to read the code. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't really think that the people who claim that they can read the code, they don't understand or appreciate the complexity that goes in in creating an ERP system. And even if you understand, let's say, the minor fees, you are going to be struggling with a lot more that you don't even know in your head right now. And that's the kind of complexity that we are talking about. And by the way, I mean, Odoo in general is a very small platform. ERP Next is also a very small platform. So let's get into the slides if you don't have anything else, Dave. No? Okay, so here, ERP Next. So some of the commentary here with respect to ERP Next. This is coming from 2020. And here, one of the announcements, I'm happy to announce Rain Matters, I believe, right? Investment in ERP Next, the biggest free open source project out of India. Okay, so this is probably the second ERP system that we are reviewing from India. I believe the last one was Tally. 
which is slightly more package software, really small QuickBooks category. So this is probably the second one. Okay. ERP next is a highly customizable out of the box ERP that contains scores of module. I don't know what that's on top of. So they are in the Python as well. So open source. If you look at the web or the e-commerce platforms, they are typically PHP based. The ERP platforms are Python based. So Odoo is Python based and this one is Python based. As well. Now, why is that important? That is important because typically when you are going to have a consultant in a specific programming language, they typically don't switch programming languages. The whole life, the Python guy is going to be coding in Python. Okay, so it's going to be easier switch between your Odoo to ERP next. But when you are talking about switching from your Odoo to SAP, good luck with that because now we are talking about .NET Java and the other enterprise centric languages that you need to learn. So that's why that language aspect is important as well. But for the most part, the open source ERP, they seem to be leaning more towards Python. Here, the application, and by the way, Python is also a scripting language. I don't know which framework they are using, but for the most part, this is also very centric language. It's not compiled as such. When Python is not compiled, that's the risk that you run into. And this is the same risk that you have with the JavaScript as well, because that is not compiled either. So it's just much easier to be able to reverse engineer. I mean, I'm not qualified to do that, but there are hackers who can probably read the code and they can reverse engineer. And we had seen some issues with the JavaScript code when that was hacked, I guess, uh, with the Jakus. I think they were using Node.js. I don't know if it is purely because of JavaScript, but uh, it's just much easier to hack when you are not going to have the compiled programming language. Uh, here, they are saying hosted cloud solution for businesses with competitive prices as a truly free and open source system, GPL license to adopt, install, and self-manage. Truly free, I would, that's not true. You know, the code is free as yes, you can download and you can install on your data center, but you don't get everything else. Uh, that is going to be part of the subscription. So read between. Here they are saying process changes that are commonplace in the stock brokering industry. By the way, there is a little correlation here. Dave, I don't know whether you can figure this out or not. Here, uh, you know, I have a comment where they are saying Zeroda bagged rain matter invest, you know, whatever, 10 crores in ERP Next. So here, rain matter is the investor in ERP Next. And this is the stock exchange on which they are running. So obviously, there is a little, uh, you know, business relationship there that, okay, they are claiming that. Stock exchange in, is running on ERP Next, but that's your dark food, guys. <laughs> you cooked it. You are using it. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little uh, to your point. A little have to read between the lines. Exactly, exactly. So that is probably their biggest customer that the stock exchange is running, which is probably not a you know the ERP play play if you really think about it. The financial services is great, but they are not the mainstream ERP industry in general the only thing they are going to use erp for is going to be for the finance ar ap gl is what they use it for so again the workload expectation that you are going to have in the financial services industry it's not the same when you are going to be dealing with let's say the manufacturing retail where the you have a lot more transactions in any case i mean you know they are running a big company obviously so that's a big deal but again that's your dark food here they are saying, okay, so the founder founded this 10 years ago as a system to help manage the family's business. That's how it has been evolved. Since then, he and his team have turned it into a sophisticated and uh, expensive piece of technology. Okay, so they are talking about the not-for-profit that they have related to that. That's okay. Uh, some more comments here. The domain-specific module like okay so they have some very thick functionality for some of the service verticals which is good okay and in these service verticals you are going to require a lot more flexibility a lot more workflow like platforms and that's where i think it can do really well in general if you look at some of the systems that are really targeted for the service centric industries for example let's say zoho zoho has launched their own workflow platform uh, and the reason why they have launched is because they are targeting so here if you look at the key piece of functionality in this platform for the service-centric industry, they have thick functionality for not-for-profit, for healthcare, for agriculture, for schools, 
and they are very different verticals from the ERP. The kind of ERP functionality that these verticals are going to need is going to be very different. Their workflows are going to be very different. The kind of objects that they are going to have. They are not going to have, you know, customers and vendors. They are going to have members, donors, sponsors. <laughs> so it's very different. You need far more customization in general in these verticals. And that's probably the reason why they have tech functionality for that. They are saying ERP Next is an alternative to NetSuite and QAD. Oh, you guys are kidding me. Not QAD, okay? You have no idea how big QAD is. <laughs> NetSuite, okay, if you are comparing this in the service industry, in some of the smaller service industries, it might be okay. But again, NetSuite is a very big platform in general. So that's not comparable either. Odoo is probably going to be the closest comparison in general. But even Odoo is far bigger in terms of the size overall compared to this platform. But if you are simply comparing the ERP to ERP, then probably that's going to be comparable. And then they have mentioned some more that I have never heard of. So maybe they are com uh, competing with them as well. And then they are claiming that they are in the ERP front runners list by Gardner as uh, the pace setters. And I don't know which list they are talking about. They might have been ranked in open source list. I and I can believe why would they, they would rank there. Dave, comments? No, I was just reading through the uh, the rest of this slide here. Yeah. And then they are saying ERP Next does not require license fee as opposed to proprietary ERP vendors. That is true. ERP Next has a model view controller architecture that most ERP systems have. Uh, even some of the e-commerce systems also have that with metadata modeling tools that add flexibility for users to adopt the software. Again, technical boilerplate, not as relevant, I guess. All objects in the ERP are dark, not to be confused with these HTML doc types, not very relevant overall. The product has also received the funding of, you know, 10 crore, which is very small. If you look at the funding, which is like, what, $1.3 million compared to yeah. Odoo, they are very small in general, and that's why they fund it. And the investor is not as mainstream either. Odoo is funded, you know, far superior. So if you were doing the pure play comparison, and if you are really interested in open source, I don't see a reason why you would go for this one. I mean, Odoo is probably going to be far superior choice in general. Uh, unless you have a piece of functionality that you get in this, I don't know. Maybe they do, uh, especially for the service center industries. And that's how they might be trying to differentiate. Odoo has a lot of it as well, but I don't know how deep they are going to be. Let's say in the schools, healthcare, not-for-profit, they have a lot in the product-centric industries, they have the PSA, they have the resources. I know field service, yes. They have a lot of CRM marketing. So, but I don't know if they have a lot for not-for-profit. Okay, I don't see anything else here. Okay, so here, this is the community. And in the community, in open source, you are probably thinking that they are going to have millions and millions of users. Okay, because obviously the community decides, okay, how many users you are going to have. And these people are trying to build their resumes. So obviously that's why they want to hang out in these communities in general. That's why you have developers committed to the open source platforms because it's good for their resume. They improve their coding skills. That's the reason why they are investing time in communities. So here we have only 18,000 users. Okay, and you know, that's very low. Odoo, when they talk about, even though they might not have as large market share, but their community is very large. They have millions and millions of users. And that's the comparison. So if you look at the, the funding, as well as number of users, ERP Next in general is very small, right? Okay, some commentary here. This is coming from 2018. I know it's going to be harder to read, but this is the screenshot, I guess, we got. So I will try to read it for you guys. So here they are saying ERP Next has been around for a decade now and doing quite well. Founder here, happy to answer any questions. Okay, great. Then we have response here from one of the members. And by the way, this is on the Hacker News on Y Combinator. So I don't know if they were trying to get in. In Y Combinator, obviously, that's a big deal for any startups. So I guess they were trying to pitch in there. So here they are saying you would not delete free single user accounts so soon. Do they still exist at all? I tend to try ERP Next from time to time with long pauses in between often have to create a new account. So I guess that could be one of the concerns why they have so lower open source members. And I don't know why they are deleting the account and they could be deleting because they are paying for the infrastructure. 
okay <laughs> somebody has to pay for those transactions even if you are hosting a open source community free somebody is paying the bills <laughs> okay so that's why they probably have to delete but that's not good for the community and the reason why they are deleting is because they don't have as big a sponsor as odoo right because in the case of odoo investors are pouring in money for in the hope that one of these days these guys are going to make ton of money but yeah that's not the case so here they are saying what is the typical size complexity of a typical company using could ldl and ldl i guess is the biggest grocery Uh, i don't know they uh, maybe you have a lot more ldl is the company from the uk i believe they are probably in the space probably probably one of the largest okay? okay ldl have used your software and they are saying they are 500 million dollar and that's euro so obviously closer to a billion dollar i guess in dollars have even implemented their complexity on solution for that money so they are saying okay can erp next work for this large company okay and this is where i struggle with the pitch and their own sort of understanding of their offering right so here the founder saying so dave oh, that's uh, that's the important part right, it's right. the founder responding <laughs> and wait until you hear what he says in this so here the founder saying there have been a few very large implementations of erp next okay great if i were to consult lady we would have done a few low risk pilots starting with their warehouse or back office i would have gone for a federated architecture where each store warehouse would have its own system that would then be considered consolidated at higher levels rather than going for a mega instance of zillions and zillions of transaction rows there are many interesting things you can do when you have open source system open i don't know how open source system is going to help with the transactions okay <laughs> you can work in your advantage so so dave dave uh, you know let's touch on these layers so number one federated architecture okay so first thing that's not an erp that's not an erp when you are deploying this in a siloed manner let's say first you are deploying warehouse then e-commerce then you know something and then you yeah. are trying to consolidate all of that that's not an erp by the way founder does not come from the erp industry there is a difference between a developer and implementing an erp for this large company and that's probably the reason why they don't understand why erp implementations are so complex <laughs> okay that's why he's thinking you know what i'm going to do it in federated architecture and you know do these small pilots and somehow i am going to figure out how to consolidate these books <laughs> you have no idea how complicated it gets with those mrp runs <laughs> that's why erp systems are so complex just because you can do a pilot in a warehouse that is not an erp guys okay that's some siloed app and you are simply doing a poc and trying to figure out one of these days it's going to work magically it doesn't work that way if erp systems were so easy anybody would be able to do it so again that's the founder speaking about this thing so again this is a very small system if you are a very small company deploying in 10 20 30 40 people shop you might be okay because you don't have the transactional maturity you are somehow trying to save money okay if you really feel that you probably have internal developers or whatever but when you look into the real erp maturity planning scheduling that's where you need a real erp this is probably not a real so especially with the kind of you know comment is there any follow up comments there No, I mean it was really surprising to read this. Uh <laughs> it just kind of can't help but chuckle for all the reasons that you pointed out and I really just kind of, you know, again looking at it from the the businesses I'm typically working in, I really struggle to find where the value in something like this would be even from the, you know, kind of marketing position of the open source and the flexibility, even looking at a QuickBooks type of an implementation and then the additional kind of apps that exist to uh you know to help offset the functionality there i just i really struggle to figure out what you know what the advantage would be to go down this path because there's just to me there's so many so many potential problems uh that could unwind especially around that financial governance piece i mean not even getting into the complexities of utilizing this information to do real planning real you know inventory management right and and i get it this is maybe a bit outside of uh you know that with 
with some of the, um, uh, you know, businesses that we talked about. But, you know, even on the nonprofit side, you know, I, I've got a good relationship with a, a local nonprofit here and and kind of knowing their complexities, to your point about, you know, donors and business donors, individual donors, and, you know, uh, their, their, how their marketing works and how all of that kind of integrated spend happens and their custodial accounts and then their, uh, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. their, <laughs> their endowments that they've created. I mean, there's, just a ton of complexity in most businesses. And I, I really struggle to figure out what the advantage is for a system like Yeah, to- again, if they are being true to themselves, I mean, this is a great SMB platform, okay? So if you're going to be up to 50-ish people shop, then again, Odoo, ERP, Next, they both are going to do great. Their segment is, rather than utilizing QuickBooks, you have far more integrated platforms. So I like ERP, Next, as well as Odoo for that space. But when you try to claim that you are SAP, you are probably crossing the line. Okay. I guess, yeah. I guess that's probably the point here, right? You know, it, it, and it's not different than, than some of the other solutions that we've looked at, but, you know, back to that slide a couple of slides ago, comparing where they're feeling as though that they fit in there. I think, I think this would be a great example of if you were to narrow your lane and really own that, then to your point, it probably, you could probably make that connection much easier than, uh, you know, kind of where I'm struggling to make it. Because as I'm thinking through different scenarios and things that I've, you know, run into, I'm thinking, you know, (laughs) this this would be a struggle. It'd be a real struggle. Exactly. Exactly. Let's move on to some more comments here. So here, this is the pricing and we are going to do a little math together to understand, you know, what pricing are they claiming and whether the claim of free is really. So obviously the first one is the $0 self-host, meaning you are responsible for everything. The only thing which is going to be free is going to be your code. Uh, So you are still paying for the infrastructure. Let's say if you rent even on Amazon, Google, Microsoft, wherever you are renting the capacity from, they get very expensive. Even if you are renting a simple machine on uh, uh, these spaces, the cost is going to be probably 1000 1200 per month, which is like, you know, 20000 And if you look at, in this space, if you look at 10, 20 users, if you're looking at the commercial software, they are probably going to cost us. So again, uh, when you look at the infrastructure cost, cost itself, that itself is going to be, even that itself is very expensive. So here they are talking about $0 self-host, no support, not even on the core itself. No support, guys. Can you believe this? Okay. So here, the next is managed hosting. So this is $10 per site per month. Obviously, this is very lucrative in general. Here, users, you can have as many users as you like. This is the managed hosting. You have all features. You have the managed hosting. But still, I don't think you are going to have the product warranty is not there. Can you believe you are keeping your financial data and they don't have product warranty. And there is a reason. Because there is a legal obligation, guys. (laughs) Okay, they are not offering warranty for a reason. You are keeping your customer's data. You are keeping your financial data. You are sitting on the rest. You have to have support from OEM, regardless of the software. Okay, (laughs) so here, no support. So Okay, so the best option for you probably is going to be this one. So here we are looking at roughly what? $400 per site per month. So let's do the math here, Dave. So this is probably what? $5,000 is going to be per year. And this is only up to 10 users. Can you believe? Okay. Now we have all features. We have managed hosting. This is where you have the product warranty. You have the functional support. Obviously, this functional support is going to be just the support from them. They are not going to have as much consulting background in general. Here we have the additional users, which is $40 per month. Again, $5,000 per month. You can get a lot of different packages in the market that could be commercial. And it could be the same cost. Now, even this one is probably not going to work for you. If you look at the companies that are going to have up to 50 users, this is where I think most businesses are going to fall. And if you look at the cost of this, which is what? 12.50 per site per month, by the way, Dave, per site. Okay. So let's say if you have two manufacturing facilities, you are probably paying 2,500 per month, can you believe? Okay. And that the total cost, if you compute from the 12.50 per month, how much is that? That's probably 15-ish, yeah. 18-ish thousand, right? Yeah. 
Well, right? and, uh, the the other question I would have around there, which I'm assuming I know the answer, but uh, you know, you would probably want to maintain a development site on top of that. I mean, so at the very least, you'd probably be at two. Yes, that's what? a very interesting observation, and I don't know per site is going to be the per site, meaning manufacturing site, or is it the environment? My understanding is going to be this one is per site. Okay site the manufacturing site i don't know if this is the environment yeah we don't that would be interesting to find out though only from the standpoint of um you know (laughs) uh, it it would just be interesting to find out (laughs) exactly but great observation i guess but i mean the point i'm trying to make is if you look at the overarching cost okay so even though it is open source but the pricing is probably going to be similar to what you are going to pay to your commercial packages, even though there is a marketing hive that you are going to get it for free, no, you are still not getting the documentation, you are not getting support, you are not getting the upgrades, and you are probably paying about the same. So I don't know if there is real tangible benefit of open source, but the only exception is that it's probably going to feel good that you have code. <laughs> okay. Some more comments here. ERP Next, like any ERP, is a complex system. By the way, this is probably the easiest ERP. Okay, <laughs> you don't know how complex how complex the the bigger ERP systems get. Then they are saying taking the help of a qualified consultants will go a long way in ensuring the system is optimally configured for you. So even they are saying that you know what you need to work with a qualified, meaning you need to take help from somebody like either Dave or Sam or, uh, you know, somebody similar, and they will be able to provide the functional knowledge that you are going to be needing. Without that functional consulting expertise, you are not going to be successful, regardless of whether you are going for open source or commercial package. Uh, ERP Next is 100%. Per- no, it is not free, guys. It is not free. <laughs> it is not free. Free is only marketing high. With a base cost of around $40 per month for a VPS. Ah, no. Extra for email, security, backup services. So obviously the cost adds up, guys. Once you account for everything, they are doing nickel and dime with everything. It's almost like Spirit Airlines model. <laughs> you know, sure, that's going to be cheaper in some instances. But for the most part, you get what you pay. <laughs> After that, you will spend a few hours installing and setting up everything also set aside so even they are saying you know what if you are doing it by yourself you are going to struggle so take my commercial package which i'm selling (laughs) (laughs) even though i'm telling you open source is free but you should not get free you should get my commercial package (laughs) oh boy set aside a few hours of your time each month for maintenance after updates maybe get someone to do that for you which gets expensive pretty quick. Even they are saying it gets expensive. Yes, software development, maintenance, deployment, support, upgrade. Everything is expensive, guys. (laughs) It's not supposed to be free, okay? Frappe Cloud, on the other hand, takes away. No, it does not. (laughs) It does not. It takes away because you are telling that, (laughs) okay? You are selling that. So regardless of the, uh, again, package that you want to go for, the point is that, okay, you have to account for the cost. You have to account for all of the cost that are going to be part of these. In some cases, maybe there is a break-even point. I don't know for open source. Maybe there is, okay? But make sure you account for everything. You understand every single cost variable, including your internal time that you are going to be investing in maintaining the software and the risk. Okay, so here they are saying product warranty ensures timely fixes for critical bugs in ERP Next. Okay, they are talking about product warranty. Then they are saying professional support includes product warranty as well as premium services like personalized onboarding, functional support, priority support. So they are differentiating between those two. What is the product warranty and what is professional support? Obviously, the professional support is going to be far more in general. And if you go for commercial packages, they are typically going to include professional support in a lot of cases. That is going to be part of your subscription. So as part of your SaaS subscription, you get a lot. It's not just code. <laughs> it's a lot. Okay, this is for not-for-profit. They are offering 30% discount. ERP Next has been translated to more than 30, 70 languages with the help of a community. Okay, so the community has translated and then users have actually reported the issues with the translation. And by the way, this is not just the translation, okay? There is going to be a localization fees for which you are legally responsible, guys. Okay, these, these are not accountants. They are not 
licensed CPAs who are <laughs> developing this. So you are going to rely on them? Come on, guys. Okay, so these are screens. Obviously, these screens are very lean in general. If you look at the kind of functionality that they are going to have, it is designed for those companies that are going to have less than 50 employees. And that's their lane. That's their place. It is the better software for QuickBooks just because with QuickBooks, you are only going to get finance. Here, you are getting everything integrated. So that's the target market for Odoo as well as ERP Next. They are overclaiming their capability. Here, we have a bunch of bombs, but bombs are not going to have as many layers. In general, the way they are structured, you have the hourly rate, uh, you know, but very, very lean functionality, just the way Odoo is as of today. They might develop all of those ERP layers probably uh, in the future, but right as of today, they don't really have that because they have to make it easy. Once you introduce all of those layers, it's going to be terribly difficult for the target market that you are serving. So either you can serve this target market or you can make it really complicated and serve SAP's target market. So you have to decide, okay, which target you are going for. Now, this is the shop floor. And again, if Andy were here, then he's going to look for the finite scheduling. <laughs> Guys, don't even think about that, okay? You don't have all of that, okay? This is a Trello board, which is great, but this is not manufacturing, okay? <laughs> This could be great, again, if you are two people shop, you know, great trial of word. But I mean, again, you are not there with respect to planning. You don't have to do. Once you get to, let's say, 50 people, then you are going to get into this planning. And then you'll gain from the operational efficiency perspective. But this is all baby stuff. Here, we have a lot of different functionality for the educational institute, which I like personally. So here, you are going to get very unique functionality for teachers, for the students, for the members, for donors. All of that is built, which is amazing. They are providing a lot of the out of the box for these institutes. The not-for-profit, look at the, the kind of you know functionality that they have. They have membership type. They have donor profile, which is very unique. I mean, the core ERP is going to struggle significantly. You need not-for-profit packages for the not-for-profit space. So here, they obviously have a lot of things built up. Uh, as part of the package, which is wonderful. Okay, so some reviews here. So here, uh, this user uh, is 10,000 plus employees, okay? That's what they are saying. Furniture industry, can you believe? Okay, and the alternative that they have considered is SAP Kamka. What are we talking about? That's not even ERP, okay? That is the time and expense software. So they probably wanted to utilize a module. You know, that's not ERP play, okay? So here they are saying better open source and maybe they utilized a module for the time and expense functionality with their existing architecture. That could be okay if you want to do that. But again, this is not ERP. So here they are saying best open source ERP that is better than even paid ERPs. Again, the look and feel is going to be easy because it's designed to be okay. It's designed for smaller companies. It's going to feel easy, okay? Many because you know it does not have all of those bells and whistles that your bigger ERPs are going to have. So pros, the look and feel of ERP Next is very appealing. Agreed. It is in line with the present best practices followed in UI UX. UI UX in general is very subjective depending upon the target user. So UI UX is great for the company that is going to have 50 employees or if you're looking for simpler use cases, but that is not going to work for the other users. So here the software can integrate with some of the open source PLM tools like Odoo. Now <laughs> you are integrating with Odoo. What's going on here? Odoo is supposed to be the competition. <laughs> Why would you integrate PLM? And by the way, here we are talking about time and expense. Here we are talking about so something is completely off about this. Okay. And open source MES and IoT tools. So obviously this particular user did not have much experience with the ERP implementation. They just bought something and trying to create something. I don't know why. <laughs> One more review here, 11 to 50 employees. That's probably the right target market. They considered Odoo. Now this is the right comparison. Okay, this is a fair comparison. This is five months ago. ERP Next is a hardware product in a hardware product startup in the e-mobility space. They are saying product management, they have wiki, they have learning management system. Obviously, they have a lot of bells and whistles, uh, even for the ACM product category, which is good. Now, cons, the HR and payroll module can improve quite a bit. The way incentive payments are handled require external programming to design an automated performance-based pay. Leaves are also 
not mutable if a mistake was made during the leap policy assignment, which was realized only halfway through the way. And then this is quite important considering the constant switching of employees between work from home, hybrid, remote, each of which have a different leap priority within the company. Now, the reason why these platforms feel so simple is because they are not designed to be configurable. The assumption is that you are going to have in-house developers who can jump onto your code and develop. That is against the whole ERP philosophy. <laughs> this is an app, okay? The whole idea of ERP is it is so configurable that it can work for any business, any business process. These systems are completely against ERP philosophy, why ERP exists in the business to begin with. Okay, here we have one more comments five months ago. By the way, Box, can you believe this? Box, in the ERP system, you are running your business. <laughs> you cannot afford to have Box. Okay, so here they are saying the Frappe org would focus more on all of the technical debt rather than new features. By the way, this comment is coming from five months ago, not for fixing bad code, which means, I mean, when you are going to get the support upgrades from the community, you are getting a lot of bugs. And if you are going to be investing time in that, good luck running your business. You know, I don't know how you are going to run the business. If you're developing a product, then it's a different case. You are selling that product. That's why you can afford to have bugs, but not for the software that is running your business, that is doing financial reporting. Here, unfortunately, open source means that some code is not high quality, and that is right, because these developers are getting trained. Can you believe this, okay? They are in the community because they are getting training. They are building their resume. So you have a bunch of interns coding and committing the code that you are going to get. <laughs> so good luck running your business on that code. <laughs> Well, and I think the the next uh, the next line underneath that really really tells the tale. The many bugs are quite serious, particularly particularly around the payroll module. <laughs> Not something that we we generally want to have problems with. <laughs> Dave, if you don't get one month pay or maybe you get 50% yeah. off, you're not going to complain, right? Yeah, yeah. Good, good luck explaining that to the team. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So here we have two to 10 employees. They have considered QuickBooks Online, but QuickBooks Online, at least you are going to have the financial reliability that QuickBooks is a commercial software that you are going to be safe. And by the way, even though you are not getting audited, but you still have the financial regulatory obligation, um, you know, for business and you are a president, then you should be mindful of that. Here they are saying updating ERP Next when you have customization can be a pain, especially if the ERP Next foundation has major maintenance up updates. Expect that your custom code will break and will need to be revised. Now, you have to customize because you are not going to have as much configurability in general in the software. So you are going to be writing a lot. You are relying on your IT, your developers, and they are going to be over engineer the hell out of the system. So obviously you are going to get update issue each time. Can you believe this? I don't know how you are going to run your business. <laughs> Dave, I know we are at 628.626. Are you going to have a lot of comments or do you want to cover VD? No, we could cover the last couple of ones here. I mean, I, I think it's been a good conversation uh, throughout. Okay, so we have some comments from the users. Let's cover those first. Here they are saying BOM in D365 FNO is so much complete and immersive. Again, FNO is a very large product. Please do not compare. FNO with ERP Next, that's not a fair comparison, okay? FNO is not designed for 50 people shop. ERP Next is not designed for 5,000 people. Uh, <laughs> so that's not a fair comparison, okay? Uh, if you were installing FNO in the 50 people shop, that's probably going to be a terrible idea. And the reason why it is complete, because it's targeted for a different business in general. Here they are saying, obviously, it requires more attention to details. As I see, BOMS, ERP Next seem to be more simple to use, I guess. Yes. Because the businesses that are using ERP Next, they have to make it simple. If they make it too complicated, then what is going to happen is the you will require consulting help. The reason why the bigger ERP systems are more complex is because they need that complexity. Okay, the target market is very different. These businesses cannot afford a consultant, and that's why they have to make it simple. They have to compromise on 
the layers of configuration and that's why their bombs are not complex if you need that complexity then you have to code please do not code okay even if you are buying open source coding is not fun coding is fun only when you are getting paid otherwise it's not fun <laughs> <laughs> dave two more minutes one more slide or or comments yeah we could go to the comments that's fine okay all right your show yeah you know interesting uh interesting solution for sure definitely learned some things and you know one of the as i was thinking through this in in one of the last uh uh reviews kind of touched on this and you know it's the thought around the configurability and the kind of marketing hype behind the open source uh or the open core <laughs> to your point but but to me what's interesting and what that last uh review had said um you know, when there are major code revisions, regardless of the solution we're talking about, there's a potential for your customization to break in and of that. And so, you know, obviously additional testing is required. So, you know, I think it's important for people to, to recognize that, you know, while I say that there are in most cases from a process standpoint, kind of best practices for your particular organization, the one thing that you can pull from, from a more global uh, best practices scenario is in a commercial uh, software ERP, uh, you know, platform, you are, again, you are relying on hundreds, if not thousands of use cases that these business processes have been developed. And so you could take from that, that the, the fundamentals of how the process and how the transactions flow throughout that software is sound. And that is the one thing that I would say, even in a smaller uh, organization, that maybe this may be a fit, uh, back to some of the other kind of offhanded comments in terms of, you know, language and, you know, uh, kind of, you know, clarity of code, all of those things. I mean, that should be a real consideration for people uh, when they're evaluating these things. It, it's, you know, it is not as simple as, oh, this is $10 a month. And you know, there's so much more that goes into this. So exactly. These are very complex decisions. And you as the small business owner, you probably don't understand or get, you know, if this were easy and open source were free, uh, those Fortune 500 people are, obviously, they're very smart in general, okay? And if they are paying for the commercial uh, software, there is a that's what I would say as a small business, you are probably doing this service uh, by going for something like this when you might not be handle the maturity that is required to run an IT organization. I don't know how else to put it, uh, Dave, you are going to have any sort of problem. No, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, I Because I think the reality of it, Sam, is that as a business owner, even if you've got the infrastructure from an IT standpoint, mm -hmm. I think that you would be very hard pressed to fully recognize all of the costs that would go into maintaining, implementing and maintaining a system like this compared to, you know, a more commercially available uh, system. And I, I think, you know, sometimes you look at the cost of that and maybe, you know, you, you say, well, I'm not ready for this. Uh, but the reality of it is, you know, much like anything, you're going to spend the money one way or another. <laughs> it's just a matter of, you know, do we want to spend it today because we're, you know, here's where we're on pace to get to, or are we going to stumble and potentially, you know, significantly impact our business because we can't meet customer needs uh, because we're in the midst of something like this? So, you know, just a, a word of caution uh, when you're evaluating any of these. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Amazing. We are two minutes over. Any more final comments, Dave? No, that, no? that is it. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for today. If you joined for the first time, this was part of our industry series for which we meet every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you guys are going to be here next week. We are going to come back with another solution or the vendor. On that note, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks, Sam. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests, and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Dave Chrysler, head over to thechrysler.club. T-H-E-C-R-Y-S-L-E-R dot C-L-U-B. If you want to learn more about ND Radical, head over to ESoft.com. It's E-S-S-O-F-T dot com. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, 
please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you and I hope to catch you on the next episode of the WBS Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.